This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. Two months ago, against the backdrop of a global pandemic, a subsequent economic crisis, and a prime minister accused of corruption, thousands of Israelis decided to hit the streets. Gathering in Jerusalem, right next to the prime minister's residence, they had one goal in mind. Benjamin Netanyahu must resign. His failure in handling the health and economic crises and his questionable legal standing means one thing. He's got to go. These protests continue today, both in Jerusalem and across the country. Many Israelis criticize the protests for being unfocused, for exploiting global and national instability to secure political objectives, and for being unruly and sometimes even violent. On the other hand, these protesters themselves claim to be the victims of both police and civilian violence. And in fact, we have seen that. As usual, Israel ain't a walk in the park. (laughs) Joining us today is a former guest of the podcast, the journalist and activist Maya Rimmer. Maya is a participation specialist and group facilitator who took part in the 2011 protests in Israel and is currently one of the voices that's calling for change. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. So From a a distance. (laughs) (laughs) Two meters. This is more than two meters. We're being More extra cautious. Yeah, yes. We follow the rules you see. I'm following the rules. Yeah. For a denier, that's very yeah. impressive. <laughs> Nor thinks I'm a denier. So what do you want? What do I want? Yes. A future in this country. And you don't have a future in the country? I don't see a future in this country at the moment. My economic situation is very bad. I have to rely on my parents again, things that I haven't done since my early 20s. I have and before Corona? Before Corona, I was doing much better. Yes, before Corona, things were going well for Everybody me. Everybody took a hit, in, especially no, in the, in the no p- doubt. freelancers. No doubt. I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt the fact that it's a global crisis. I'm pointing to the fact that while me and my friends are moving out of our apartments, having less money to feed families, while this is happening, the prime minister is asking for a tax relief of a million shekels. I doubt the fact that his ministers sit there in television studios saying that nobody's hungry, that's bullshit. That is detached people that are not understanding what's happening in their country. That's the main call of these protests. You guys are detached. You are irrelevant. You don't understand what is happening to the people. Why does my leadership not represent me? Why does, why, why does Benjamin Netanyahu not want to take care of me? Why is he fighting for his tax, tax exemption and not for our survival, our economic survival? But he, I mean, he might not, he should represent the entire people, but in the end, he was voted in by certain people and he represents months ago. them. Sorry? A few months ago. Yeah, yeah, but he was voted in by those people and mm-hmm. he, he represents them. I mean, that's, so it right? makes that's sense. how a democracy works, no? So it makes sense for him to only try and take care of his base and hate monger and tell, you know, there was a sign posted on the front of the residency a few days ago saying leftists are traitors. What happens in our country when someone is called a traitor? We know we were there. We've heard of Rabin. How is that? Well, Bogi Alon called Netanyahu a traitor. That's really, really not a good idea. I'm not a spokesperson for Bogi Alon, and I think that a lot of the politicians today, I don't think Bogi or Gantz or Yair Lapid are the answer to Benjamin Netanyahu. I think our leadership is corrupt. I think the system is ruled by money and i think that the way things are going they're deteriorating the i think that the protests that we're seeing today are they can't be summed up into bb go home that's a reduction of it and it's not seeing the complexity which is one of the reasons that i was really happy and excited by your invitation here to have a more complex conversation about the situation because we all want a future right um it's not just about 
Bibi. It's not just about Benjamin Netanyahu. It's about the fact that young people here don't see a future, don't see an economic future. They don't see... It's a generalization. It's a massive generalization, and it's the voice that is coming from the street. It's the thousand... Is it, though? It fully is. I'm there. That is the voice that's coming out. But only 10,000, 15,000 people are demonstrating, whereas you have hundreds of thousands of young people who are not. So. Okay, so let's, 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 let's look at some facts. One fact is that 15,000 is not a true number. There were at least 30,000 a few, a few consecutive weeks. That's just in Jerusalem, in front of Balfour. Other than that, you have 300 bridges all over Israel where you have hundreds of people coming out locally, wherever they are, to say, to, to be part of this protest, of this movement. Then you have people abroad. We've seen protests everywhere. San Francisco, New York, Amsterdam, Berlin. People are coming out of their cushy lives, living abroad, and actually going out on the streets and protesting. And this is during a COVID crisis where people like my father don't dare leave the house and come and protest. There are many people that are reading and that are scared to come out, scared of the violence that's been... bestowed upon us, scared of people on the street, stabbing people for protesting. This is not alleged. This is not what we claim. You know this. We know this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, was, yeah uh, well, uh, people there were a few, there were a few, just to fill people in, there were in uh, Tel Aviv a few weeks ago, there were uh, some uh, protesters Hoodlums. that were attacked and a bottle was broken over one of their heads. And there were also there left, were, leftist well, protesters. There, were, there. There, there was just now someone who was stabbed in the neck, right, recently, a few, like a week yeah, ago? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Every, um, almost every week we see some act of violence. But on, on the other hand, there were also earlier than that, there was a policeman whose leg was broken right in a protest. And a thir- and Channel 13 correspondent, Avishai Ben Chaim, who was uh, chased by uh, left, leftist uh, protesters who threatened his life and told him horrific okay. things. Guys, that's, that's really painting it in, in the wrong light. I feel that you're going off talking points. that um, politicians have been saying. And let's, let's take some... We, of can, we could say the same to you. So let's not... Okay, okay yeah. So what is this what's terminology? Why, why is it inaccurate to say okay. there's violence on both Fair. sides? Fair. Take your point. I just want to try and take these things apart. Okay. A, it's not legitimate for anyone to be violent against a, um, a journalist, against people, against a police officer. I don't condone that. I don't um, accept that. The police officer whose legs were broken, and I think that's a really, really bad thing that happened, he was an undercover officer who, in the middle of a protest, grabbed a girl and tried to take her away. People around her... It's his job. That's fine, but people around her didn't know he's a policeman. They saw a protesting woman in a very violent situation because there was a lot of anger there that was suddenly hurried away to the side, so they tried to protect her. Once they did know he was an officer, there were protesters who tried to protect him. So, yes, it's still, it's still a bad event that happened that shouldn't have. But I think that saying, like, you know, you were breaking the legs of officers, I think that's, that's a miscommunication. I feel that's not accurate. Um, I have been in a situation where I am scared to walk to my car and from my car in Jerusalem. Me and friends of mine have been beaten up for walking in a non, nonviolent protest. We've seen the escalation of violence. And I agree with you, and I'm going to take responsibility for the fact that at the beginning, the protests were violent from both sides. There was also violence from the protesters. I myself asked a few people, don't throw that plastic bottle at the horse. Don't, don't do that. That's uncool. We don't do that. What's really beautiful to see is that with time, without laws being, without laws from within us, the culture is changing. After these things happened, we spoke more and more and had circles and had trainings around nonviolent conflict. And more and more people started showing up with meditation, with flowers, with a different energy. And you've seen that go away. You've seen that disappear. So I agree there was violence within the protest at the beginning. That's, that's moved away. That, that, ha- that doesn't happen anymore. So it's important also to see the growth and the changing of a protest movement. I want to I go back because you said so many things earlier and I wanted to address them and then we moved on. So first of all, when you said about... It, I felt you're contradicting yourself a little bit when you said that uh, it's about us feeling there is no future. But then you say about the San Francisco Israelis who earn like amazing sums in the high-tech industry there and they go and demonstrate. So that kind of... 
I don't know, undervalues the whole, like if you, you're showing off of that, that I wouldn't be so proud if they were, because what, what do they have to demonstrate about? So that's, you want to answer that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I think that our future is not just made of the economy. It's not just about, can I buy a house here? Can I, can my business flourish here? It's also about the democracy. It's about feeling like this country represents me and wants me here. and doesn't see me as a foreign agent that is a traitor and should be beaten up on the street. I feel that people living abroad doesn't matter how much money they're making. I, think, I feel that a lot of them, like a lot of us here, are truly frightened of the fascist downswing we're seeing, of more and more laws being enacted that, um, that challenge the uh, balance of power, um, of more and more things that are taking away human rights and civil liberties. And that's a big part of our future as well. You're saying words like fascist, like you look, you look at Belarus, that's fascism, that's that dictatorship. Fasc- sure. And where, where, where are they and where are us? Like that's completely different. I think it's so obvious. That- so let's get into specifics because there is, there are, uh, well, I'm not going to probably join you on the streets. I do have grievances and we should talk about why I think the difference is like why some people choose to take their grievances to the streets and shout about it and, and protest and the other, and, and we'll, like, where's that line? I guess but if we want to talk specific there was a law passed right where the government can uh, make uh, uh, certain executive actions without, without the, parliament without, being without any parliament uh, approval meaning without actual democratic process and just coronal of the government uh, and then uh, no but I mean they can make any decision basically and and they don't just use it for corona like you Like the peace accord that is being being put together right now with the United Arab Emirates a that's amazing well done BB I think that's great B that was done without consulting the foreign minister or any of the government ministers it's one man again deciding what is good for our whole nation disregarding his political partners the opposition the parliament they can quit the government if they're unpleased. no but generally foreign policy i would say is is a matter that you can don't think be, the foreign minister should be involved in foreign policy he can but i'm <laughs> saying that in general the prime minister leads the government and, and the government can take exi- certain actions like that like foreign policy like treaties and peace uh, accords and things like that they do eventually have to Uh, uh, seek approval right in the in in parliament or in Congress in the United States it's the same with like uh, declaring war or taking uh, military action right mm-hmm. you can take a certain action but you can't remain in a certain place so I think there's but it does frighten me that in the end there was a law passed that and and the irony of it that that the law was passed because the idea was that in a time of crisis there's not enough time to pass legislation and they passed the legislation and like <laughs> An hour <laughs> so there is a lot of problems. irony there's a lot of yeah, irony in our leadership right pro- now protesting on that I we are, that's we are a completely we're completely Or, also protesting on that part of the no future that I see is the fact that the democracy that we have established in our 70 plus years is being demolished from within in so the, if they rolled back this law you would stop protesting of course no. not Yeah. Of course well, not. It's very can, I, can I speak yeah. a bit more about why we're protesting? Because sure. I feel we, yeah. we went right into it. Okay. I, th- I have to say that I thought you said I was doing a reduction. I thought I was doing you guys a favor. Because one of the criticisms, as we mentioned, is that these protests are super, like, all over the place. Yeah. And I feel like there's a movement, and I'm going to give you the chance to kind of explain. I feel like what, there's this, sometimes one of the best tactics is, is when you have criticism you know uh, thrown at you to embrace it and try to turn it around mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it is but I'm saying I thought you know so often we've seen protests and people go to the streets with unclear uh, uh, demands and unclear claims and then it just kind of dissolves dissipated. and dissipates mm-hmm. so what is the protest about thank you for, <laughs> for the question thank you guys Two levels. First level, as we've spoken about, is BB Go Home, okay? Um, you realize there are kids today that are studying for their bar mitzvah that have no concept what it's like to have a leader other than BB. We have a leader who, is, who has three indictments against him, who's taken us into three elections in the past year and a half. That's almost Banana Republic style, okay? That's definitely not solid leadership. We have a leader whose family is very involved in government, whose son is... speaks up and in a very very rude and horrible way like 
this is, this is about Bibi. I'm putting this aside because I don't feel that's my main goal, personally. There's a bigger thing happening in Balfour, and it's worthwhile seeing that there are different groups there. This is a decentralized protest. So part of the movement, part of the people that started these protests are the very well-known, well-established crime minister, black flags. These are the older people. They're 60, 70-year-olds. They've been in the streets for four years trying to oust Netanyahu. I am not a part of that movement. I'm not a part of the black flags. I'm a part of the pink bandanas. Pink Bandanas started on the 14th of July in, the, in a protest called Bibistilia for Bastille Day. Um, and it's when thousands, started with, started with hundreds and then building up to thousands of young people came out onto the streets demanding a whole variety of things. And you're right, it's not one thing, but there is a very clear umbrella of consciousness in this decentralized protest saying, We refuse to be stuck in this paradigm of we have no choice but all these really, really bad options. I refuse to play this game of Bibi or Guns. No, that's not the reality I want to live in. I want to live in a reality where the leaders actually listen. They actually care about us. Where they actually give us money we've been paying into social security and taxes when we are in deep crisis. That when we have, a, a, when we've, They dealt very well with the first wave of, of the COVID. Seriously, I was surprised by how much I agreed with their policies. I was like very much satisfied with the way they handled it. And then instead of preparing for the next wave, Bibi went off and started taking care of, of his legal affairs, hate-mongering, considering going into another election, and taking care of his tax exemption instead of doing what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So it's a bigger thing here of wanting new options, wanting to be in conversations with intelligent young people like yourselves, where we've been told for so long that we are on opposite sides, but we have so much in common that we want to change. But I think that the tactics are maybe, I mean, we want to, I think there's also probably more th grievances because, you know, if you look at the pictures, there's so many different signs being held up from, uh, you know, uh, And the occupation, Bibi, go home. Ode for, uh, to Prime Minister. I'm an Ode for Prime Minister, which I think would be kind of in Ode? line with I'm an Ude. The leader of the Arab Joint List. Ah, uh, I'm an Ude for, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, Several. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's a bunch of different signs. We can and get justice, justice for Iyad al Khalik and, yeah, uh, and Salomon Taka. And the police, gas uh, police, deal. Police brutality yeah. is a really, really big issue that's been coming up a lot since. But, wait, because. Well, I, I made I, her the I, I made the symbol for yeah, the gesture know, for go but on, but I but took it back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. because otherwise we can. We, I want to address the things he said Please because do. because I disagree. I disagree with many of the things. Let's put the whole uh, anti BB thing aside because you say it's not your main goal. It's not I my think, main goal. I think it also can be addressed so easily. There were elections. All the things you said, everybody knew, and people chose him anyway. And he's prime minister, so I think yeah. Yeah. Okay, one of the main talking points saying democracies don't change leaders on the streets, they change them in the, in the polls. Like, I can address that if you want. Yes, I, feel, I feel that this concept of it's not okay to be protesting someone who was just elected and that's on how democracies it's not that work. It's not okay, it's just futile. Okay, so here is where my notebook comes in because okay. I knew this would be one of your talking points. Okay. Um, in the 70 plus years... It's not a talking point, that's not fair. It's a belief. I'm, you're right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just heard this so much that it's... it's yeah, and yeah, so many yeah, people repeat yeah, it that yeah. it's really frustrating yeah. because it's untrue. When I, you're right. I'm sorry for saying but, it's Okay. Point. But I, I don't think the point also is that it's you can't protest. It's just that like... That you don't change the government yeah, through protesting. Like you said. Yeah. yeah that's, that's untrue. Okay. And, and let me say why. Okay. Um, in the past 70 years, six prime ministers in Israel have resigned as a result of public pressure. So... By percentages, most of our prime ministers, prime ministers didn't come into power through the polls, didn't resign, didn't finish their, 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 um, term. their term. Thank Wait, you. Wait, can we get into that? Yeah, Which of ones? course. I can give you an example. So Golda Meir, after Yom Kippur War, she was voted in a month before, and then there was mass protesting because she handled Yom Kippur very badly, just like Bibi handled Corona very badly. So a month... Yeah, 3,000 people didn't die in Corona yet, but... 
and hopefully they won't. Hopefully. I, I agree. And yet the mass amounts of poverty that's coming up is going to get even much worse. And in the entire Western world. Okay, so, so Golda Meir is an okay. example of someone who resigned because of public pressure. And then we have Begin, who after the Lebanon war resigned because of public pressure and because of a bad mental state that he was because of the Lebanon war. Rabin resigned because Lea Rabin was, there was some corruption there. Bank she, account mistakes. She, yeah, there, was there were no demonstrations about that. No, but it was, it's, it's, a, it's not about demonstrations. It's about public pressure. When is it okay to put, it's always okay, but the concept of a prime minister can resign because of public pressure. Um, more and more, Barak, after the failure of Camp David and the Second Intifada started, there was calls for him to resign, public pressure, protests, he resigned. Um, Olmert, Olmert resigned in exactly the same situation. There were indictments for corruption against him. At first he was emboldened in, in his point that, um, that he doesn't need to resign. Bibi went on an interview that we see again and again. Netanyahu said, you have to go home if you're indicted. And so he went home. Again and okay. again, this works, and this is just from Israel. But that doesn't There's mean anything because we don't. Say, it's not that we say that it's technically impossible to overthrow a government through demonstrations. Of course, it's technically it's always possible, but I don't think it's it's. Uh, first of all, I don't think it's uh, relevant because I don't think demonstrations like. In 2011, you had the biggest demonstration in the history of Israel, and Bibi didn't resign. So I we've, think we've learned. Uh, we've uh, learned. Uh, uh, well, have have you? I don't know. Let's see. No, but I think but the point is that it's whether or not it's possible is not the question here. Whether or not it's legitimate, I think, is the question, right? Because the, in the end, that's why there is democracy, so that everybody can go to the uh, voting Ballots. booth, to the ballot box, and to put their choice in. And and wait, well, hold on. And to put their choice in, and for the leader to come to to decide uh, to for the, the nation to decide which leader they would like to lead them. So, like protests can change, but do we want that? I mean, so I think the answer is we definitely want that because we want the leaders to stay listening and to be attached to the ground and to listen to the people all the time, not just once every four years. But can it be claimed that he's listening to the people that voted him in just four months ago? And he's saying, these people chose me. If I if I give in to this protest that's outside of my house, these 30,000, 100,000, 500,000 people are outside of my house mm -hmm. demanding that I, four months ago... 1.3 million people. 1.3 million people said, I want BB. So am I going to shut my ears to them and listen to these 500,000? So... Okay, so there are many things to say to that. One is that he didn't actually get a majority. The majority of people, I think 62 of the, of the 120 seats that were voted in were actually anti-Bibi. That's and irrelevant. He, he formed the government. It's not, in, in it's our not system, irrelevant. It's not irrelevant if we're system, asking for what the people wanted. In our system, if you have... Uh, 61 who vote for your government you're the prime minister and it you is got a that. little legitimate claim maybe to that the system should be changed just like in in the Definitely. united states where hillary won the popular vote it's but to know or change the system is we're I'm playing a game you can't at the end of the game say but if the rules were different you would have lost yeah but that's not what we're saying we're saying now you have done about you have mismanaged our country now since you've won you've mismanaged corona you've gone into trials you are um you're you're um asking for tax money when people are hungry you're detached from the people and another point to the system is that we are a parliament the, there is a difference between um a presidential democracy and a parliamentary like a, when they're the prime minister and so in israel um the the par the parliament the knesset has a right to oust the prime minister at any time right that's yeah. that's chokyesod that's part of the like very basic legislation yeah. how is the parliament supposed to know what the people want if we if we don't protest no, like so would that be would that be legitimate in your mind if if the parliament went into a tried to take down the government well, because of, of the protest if you were demonstrating in front of Gantz's house i would be, i would understand because he is the one who allegedly betrayed so many voters of him that who are happens. probably demonstrating. No, but it, it's, you can't compare, obviously. No, he's so not I indicted for corruption. Oh, but he's not he's prime not, minister. Yeah, he's not prime minister no, at the but moment. He, but he, he gave, because of him, Bibi is the prime minister right now. Yeah, but you protest against uh, the king. 
<laughs> not uh, his uh, well, that's, sidekick. Well, that's, that's if you're going like that with your head in the wall. But if you're smart and you really want change, then you're being strategic about it. And you say, okay, this is the guy who actually betrayed us. So, and he has the power also now to quit the government. That's Gantz. Because Bibi will never quit. He will never quit. So why not protest Gantz? I'm not being strategic. Here, that, we can we can uh, close the podcast. <laughs> no. So you learned nothing from 2011. No. That's the point. No, because this is no. why you'll fail. I feel. Okay, so that triggers a lot of things in me. <laughs> um, We're all ears. I think yeah, he, yeah. he means just to clarify. This is why the protest, not you specifically. Yeah. The protest yeah, that, will that, fail. That, that triggers this as much. That's <laughs> 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 um, this movement that I'm a part of started a month ago, a month. It's really young, it's just starting. I think the expectation, and this, is, this comes every time something changes, the old establishment and the power will try and put us in a box. So what are your demands? Who is your party affiliation? What is the political outcome of this? They wanna put us in these boxes that make sense to them, and then they can also squash the, the protest. This is not what's happening. There is, there is chaos in the world right now. We're seeing new levels of un- un- instability everywhere. I think it would be, um, it would be, um, Yahir, it would be arrogant of me to presume to know what's going to happen a month from now. Because let's be honest, a month from now, we can be in lockdown. There might be a war because we're Israel and summer is when wars happen. There could be pro, there could be, um, elections, because that's a real definite, that's a, an option. And there could be 50,000 people on the streets. All of these options are just as likely to happen as I understand it. So I feel that being tactical in the sense of how do I bring down this government? That's not what I'm about. There's a bigger thing happening here. And it's something that I feel that you guys might also be a part of. So I really invite you to like put aside the anti-BB and hear okay. my, and hear my invitation. Okay. So what's the bigger thing? Try to explain. You started to talk about it in your second point earlier. Yeah. Elaborate a bit more and then we can talk about it. Thank you. The divide and conquer, the the way that um, if it's neo-capitalism, if it's political parties, if it's like in Israel, your political stance is basically kind of um, determined by if you like Arabs or hate Arabs which in any other country would be foreign policy. Like there's so many things in our power structure that don't make sense in my mind. And I feel that they don't work for us. They don't work for the young people in this country. Like I feel that there are things that we could agree on in the sense of economy, in the sense of welfare. Like, for example? Like, for example, that if someone has paid their taxes all their life and has put a lot of money in the, in the national pot, then when their business goes under the government should be there for them if they close them no you're not there no i I, because not because i don't think that it's awful that i don't know we don't get that money back in a way i just think that any money i give to the government i say bye to i say bye bye and you're and i don't expect expectations yeah but you guys why why do we deserve to live in a place where we have zero expectations of our leaders why don't we deserve I, to have I'd leaders be with we can you. be part, we can I'd be proud be, of? I'd be with you if you were on the streets saying, let's get rid of taxes because you guys are not giving us our money back. If you were there saying, you're not giving us our money when you promised to give it to us, you said there's this okay. thing called social security. So, so I'm going to lie to so us. I'm going I'm to invite you guys again okay. to, to not stick to one point, like the taxes, but okay. like the bigger picture. And, okay. I, and I understand why this can be frustrating and I understand why why people feel that it's like 2011, it's unclear, and this is why it's going to disappear. And yet, as someone who has devoted the past month of her life, basically, to this movement, it's decentralized, which is new. That's never happened in Israel. That we have 30,000 people on the streets and no stage, no one giving speeches, no one person taking political power. That's unheard of. 2011, we had faces, we had Daphne, we had stuff. We had really clear people. And... A lesson I've learned from that is that, you know, the minister of welfare at the moment in Bibi's government is Itzik Shmuli, who was on the streets with me. So maybe you'll be a minister in Bibi's government I 10 w- years from now. I will not. <laughs> and I chose not to go that path last time I was in okay. that situation. 
and this and, is part that, of this okay. is part of the learnings okay so we're not letting it's not we're not letting the leaders and there are incredible leaders right now seriously i'm in awe of the young people that i meet they're not looking for the fame they're not looking to be nice right the mainstream keeps telling us be nice be nice go home at 11 don't make noise for the neighbors don't disturb the public peace that's how you get the mainstream on your side and we have been saying again and again and proving it we're not trying to get the mainstream on our side we're not trying to be nice we're trying to be authentic it's decentralized it's not a policed environment but, but you, you talk about technicalities what do you want let's go back to that so you said taxes the okay the bigger picture yeah the bigger picture is about a different type of government it's about a different type of leadership it's about morality it's about different populations coming together so one thing that's been happening in the past month and again you're asking me for very clear and concise demands one month is not enough for a movement to consolidate and understand itself and i'm letting my movement have its time to understand so ourselves how do you want me to join if I can't understand okay. what I um, should join to. I love that question. <laughs> Thank you for that. So A, any message, any message that is not violent, racist, or inciting, inciting violence is welcome in our space. So if you want to come and... Some of those are subjective, but okay. Yeah, they are subjective. And yet, anything that doesn't come under these threes of violence, incitement, or racism is welcome. So you guys can come with any message that you want. For the first time in Israel, this has never happened before, side by side, we are living different messages. And each of us is, needs to, to leave their comfort zone in order to accept the other. We have seen more and more Ethiopian Jews, Ethiopian Israelis, coming to protest police brutality. Do you know how hard it is for them To come and stand in one space with people demanding justice for Iyad al-Khalaq, a Palestinian? Do you understand the, 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 the consciousness shift no. th that they need to make? Ethiopian Israelis come traditionally from very right-wing families to, to be seen as anti-right or to be seen as, as something that even resembles um, um, left-wing is very, very difficult. They receive a lot of fire from their own people. So... All of us need to change, and this is the bigger picture. This is what I'm inviting you into. It's something, it's a space to have conversation, to bring your opinions. But at the end, sorry, I interrupted. I've been speaking for a while, so I think it's But in the, in the end, there needs to be an outcome, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, uh, so what's the desired outcome? I so, mean, so, so the first give desired me, outcome. Not even just one, yeah, exactly. Give okay. me, sorry, there doesn't need to be a single one. Mm -hmm. You can give me just one, but... Any desired outcome. Great. I have quite a few. <laughs> um, speaking for myself, because there is, there is no spokesperson here, a desired outcome is for the Likud party to pick another leader. A desired outcome is for... <laughs> I see. Uh, you should join the Likud. Yeah. As I'm, a member. I'm not... I'm, this, is, this, is not, this is not what I'm pushing for. It's something that I wish would happen. I wish for... I have a, I have a friend who uh, um, votes merits usually, and he, he's a member of the Likud. Yeah. <laughs> he, which Don't I say his name just, because he'll be yeah, expelled. I yeah, that, I won't, the Trojan horse of, yeah. the, of inside so, the Likud. So. I, don't, I, don't, I don't do those things because okay. I don't play party politics because that's not where I find faith and hope. But 70% just elected Bibi as... Uh, how, how do you get to those figures of 70%? No, in, in the Likud. Ah, in the you Likud. had primaries for the leader of course. Mo two months, three months ago. Yeah, because... I know because I worked uh, for Bibi in the primaries. And uh, oh. uh, yeah, let's put <laughs> it out there. I worked in all the campaigns, uh, in all of Bibi's campaigns. Great to know halfway uh, through the yeah. interview. Yeah. Well done, uh, you guys. Thanks <laughs> for giving me the heads well, up. Well, if you no, Googled but, but you <laughs> your research, you knew where we stand politically. I, I do, and you, guys, and you guys were really wonderful and nice about, about preparing me for, for coming but, to have a good conversation. But, you know, th this, to me, it's, it's so, mm, it's rude. You have lots of chutzpah to come to mm -hmm. the Likud, which is a democratic party, mm -hmm. And 70% just elected BP a few months ago mm -hmm. and tell them that you are demonstrating for another leader. Okay, so, so you yeah, asked me to... To spit in their faces, so to be blunt. You asked me to say a few things. I, I started and you immediately cut me off. Um, sorry. To your point, to your point, <laughs> I will... Point. To your point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not protesting the Likud. I'm saying that one of the outcomes that I would feel very happy with is if the right wing remained in power but had an uncorrupt leader. 
for that for that example i feel that bennett right i don't naftali bennett is very far from my opinions but he seems a kind of honest guy to me he seems like he seems like a real dude so for me that would be a good outcome not the best but an acceptable one some more outcomes for me the most important thing is for more communities to come together when the ethiopian jews that have been you know the different there's so many different communities here that the regime has been you know um um just going down on if it's the Haredim, if it's the 20% of Arab Israelis or Palestinians living in Israel that live here, 20% that are um, completely having racism against them all the time, if it's the ultra-Orthodox, the Haredim, that have incredible police violence done against them. Like if these populations that have the regime bear down on them start coming together and, and, create, a, and, create, and create some sort of of conversation between them, create an infrastructure for a true civil uprising, for a true civil communication, a network. That is my main hope. And another small idea, what about, um, how do you say machash in English? Um, the police that investigate yeah, the police. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's my problem. The Internal police, affairs. Internal affairs. Yeah. So the department. police that investigate police are a joke in Israel. They do nothing well. They have never really held anyone accountable. This is very well documented. Um, a, a very, very short-term goal for me could be to take the internal investigations of the police and put them in an outside body. Can we have an outside body that actually looks at what police does and police violence? Sure. And the shooting and the killings of black Israeli men in the streets that has been six men have but been you know, killed in the past few years. There's lots of things that you like police reform. I think I would I don't know too much about the statistics here in Israel. I know that generally when police brutality is talked about, then I, I, I mean, it's exaggerated, but I don't know much about Israeli police brutality. It's like a walk in the park in the, in the New York Police Department or Chicago Police. I Department. have some Ethiopian. Uh, for, uh, I have some Ethiopian friends who would really not agree, who have. I, I seriously, I'm sorry, you guys, but no, I, no, no, but no. I feel. First so, of all, no, 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 wait. Okay. I feel that you guys are not taking this seriously enough. I feel that there's there's hundreds of thousands of people here that are black and that their life experience as teenagers is getting beat up by cops for no reason. Hundreds of thousands of Ethiopians were beat up by no, cops? No, 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 no. Hundreds of thousands of Ethiopians in Israel. Teenagers, many of them, maybe even most of them, yes, they have very bad experience from harassment to getting beat up. Six men were shot. Six civilians that didn't have any weapons on them and had no malicious intent were killed by police officers in the past few years. Guys, you can't downplay that. Yeah, I'm just that. saying that relative to police brutality in America, that's not a... Just, so because when people in America hear police brutality in Israel, they, they imagine... Well, their issue, well, their, I mean, their I statistics in America, which and are here, which are okay. So uh, both of you are missing my point. Okay. I think that in general, the the police brutality claim is over exaggerated, even here. And again, I don't know the statistics here in Israel. In the states, I know it, and I think you're over exaggerating it. Police brutality in the states is not a, an issue for the black. Can you community. agree that it's ridiculous that they investigate themselves? Ah, oh, they don't investigate themselves. No, no, but that's internal the affairs. Internal affairs belongs. It's internal. It's, no, yeah, but, but they, be, they, uh, they 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 belong to the the attorney general. They technically, sit with the police in the same buildings. That's they're a, their that's friends. A different, but official. They're yeah, part of it. They come from and they come from the police. How is it? How but is that? But technically, technically, they're entirely different uh, management. But but yeah, I'm I'm like I'm perfectly fine with better. Uh, internal affairs. Yeah. yeah, I don't care about that. Um, so I think accountability for the police is important. I think, honestly, I want more policing in Israel. Uh, and that's in some communities, I agree. That's one of my biggest problems. I think that we need we need better police and more of it in more places, especially the weaker, uh, poorer places. Because I think that generally you'll find in low socioeconomic levels, there's higher crime rates. And th the good people in those communities want police to protect them. And I think that, that, that like a, a, a healthy society should push for that. And, you know, if we could talk about police reform, but I feel like there's a lot that we could talk about and maybe, but, but I just don't understand this, like this, this, this movement 
thing. This right, you keep calling it the movement. There's yeah. so many different things that you want to mm-hmm. talk about, and there's so many communities. That you, it sounds like Israel. I mean, like that's what Israel is. That's what a democracy is. It's like all a bunch of people living together, talking together, and then protesting and together, then protesting, and yeah. then and voting. In the end, making decision. Each person makes a decision based on what they think is most important. So, like, I don't understand this idea of of get, get it, gathering in the streets. Because if the idea is to change, to make political change, then, again, I really think that that's trying to override the system that's in place. But if it's just to get people together... I'm, I'm definitely trying to override the system that's in place. With what? With good-willing people that want to come to, together and create a better system. What does it mean? It means <laughs> that you should come to the streets and speak to people and create something that you feel represents you. I want to ask you guys a yeah. question. How does it make you guys feel that your prime minister has three indictments against him, that is fighting for his tax return? We both voted that from his, him. I, for I understand him, yeah. that. No, I understand. And that's why I'm asking. Might not vote again for him, though. Why? Because of corona. Why? Why? What happened there? I don't like the way that he's been dealing with it. And what about the way that his son handles himself? And we know... I'm not going to vote for a guy because of his son. But can we agree on the fact that his son and wife are heavily, heavily involved in his regime? Uh, I don't know. More than other wives and sons. Maybe. Seriously. But I don't know if it matters. And and how do you feel about the fact that he, um, while he was not preparing for a second wave because he handled corona really bad. What do you feel about him going and asking for a million shekel tax exemption? It's a technicality. It's a technical issue. You don't feel that's being obtuse? Is that is that the right word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you I don't know. I don't know an- enough about it. I'm I I don't like it, but I mean, do you it's not it's you not, feel it's that not the, system the highest works for priority you? for me. Yeah, the system. Like again, I if think, the, can, I think if the system works not just for me though, because I know that that's the that's a trick question. I think it doesn't work just for me. I think it works for everybody. All I think it works all, for people who opt into the system. I think it works for the most part. Would we be happier maybe with the presidential system? Maybe here in Israel, like maybe I don't know. We can talk about it. But all in all, I I think the most deepest uh, disagreement between us, the the most deepest, the deepest disagreement <laughs> between us is about um, how we see current life and our future. Like, I, th- I think me and Eitan, we're very happy with our lives in Israel. We feel we have a future. We feel that all the people I know around me have good lives and good futures. Um, and so I completely, de- I think if so- here in Israel... Do you, do you, you get- feel that you guys might be like a bit better off than some people? Do you feel no. that there are communities? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. Come on, you're not <laughs> I, better I, off than anybody. I mean, what's better? Yeah, I mean, you are... But what she asks is, I mean, everyone is better off than anyone else. But no, the point I think is, you I think as white Jewish men in Israel, are you not better off than I think Palestinians living in Israel, than no, Ethiopians, I as, I as than a- ultra-Orthodox I, living yeah. in poverty? Do you not feel that you're better off than them? I, I as Eitan Weinstein, am better off than other people. I don't. I don't think it's productive. But because you or worked hard, you no, built no, yourself. I, I, I don't think it's privilege pro- doesn't play a play a no. part. You guys, I don't. I I don't believe in this word. Word. Seriously, I don't. I don't recognize the word privilege. No, really, because I don't think there's any difference between an Ethiopian guy today who came to Israel 20 years ago and my grandfather who came here 40 years ago. Yeah, okay. You're they not all your, started... You're not your grandfather. So, so your situation wait, is different. Yeah, but my situation are... is different only because my grandparents and my parents worked really, really hard. Right, which makes you privileged and, a, a no, someone who just came no, here. No, which makes me someone who was born to people who worked hard. And if these uh, theoretical Ethiopian guy works hard, then his kids will also have good lives. And so I don't think it has anything to do with the privilege. What, 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 like, give the spiel. (laughs) You know what, you guys, I don't, I don't feel like I need to, like the, the activist in me wants to, to ask questions like, do you have any like Ethiopian friends that you could ask? And like, how much are we actually involved in our lives with like Arab people or, or different minorities or different groups here that are not white Jewish because I know that I'm very privileged. I grew up in a privileged environment, but I feel that this is taking us to like a, a different place. I, I think that's at the very center of it. I would be very happy to hear about your thoughts on this because I think it really is at the core. I don't think it's at the core. I think what's at the core is an awakening. And I think that if we put all the other things aside, 
I feel that me and my friends and the young people here have been depressed and sad and not seeing a future for themselves for a very long time. Many people I know have moved away. I've considered it. I've considered, could I make a home for myself elsewhere? Because my friends get beaten up on the street for being left-wing. And the prime minister has made the word left-wing a curse word. Like the hate-mongering here is getting... people made it curse world. You don't think that Bibi had a part in hate-mongering? Uh, no, I don't think so. Hate-mongering? No. I don't think so. No hate-mongering. No, I no, think three elections, they were chill, they were all just legit, there was n no hate they mongering were, they there. They were pretty legit in my opinion. You don't feel that there's, there's a delegitimization of anything to do with left wing, anything to do with... I feel there's a delegitimization, oh my god, of, <laughs> um, of uh, many things that are right wing. Like, uh, like uh, if you want, uh, like you said that it's all um, a very that in your protests you have place for everything that's non-violent. Non yeah. So for m first of all, to me, uh, holding a sign, uh, Ayman Uda for prime minister is violent. So that's it's violent to me. Yes. Yes. To me, it's violent. Why? Uh, to say that a representative this party don't doesn't want me here. So if they are in their leadership, there was a sign on the prime minister's house last week saying leftists are traitors, and that's they also, don't want you here. I think that's also con uh, like condemn. Yeah, we, we, anybody we with, would a, never with the right mind should such. condemn that. Yeah, but but the point is, so I, what I'm saying, like I said before, it's very subjective. And on the other hand, if I want to protest against forty thousand Eritreans who live here and they came here illegally, and I want them out of here, that would be considered by your friends as, as violent and racist, maybe. And then my I wouldn't be able to join your so so I think I accept your point you know what's legitimate and what's not legitimate I think I think she said you're not invited <laughs> <laughs> no you're very much invited like there's a yeah. beautiful there's a beautiful story that happened uh, last week that I saw someone post she um, a right-wing woman there's more and more right-wingers in our in our protests we see them every week we talk to them we embrace them there's a right-wing woman that came and she posted something that really touched me she said that her aging father came along with her and he said to her like this is not at all what they're saying in the news like Bibi has called these people aliens Sarah his wife has said that they're drug addicts and like violent anarchists that's not what I'm seeing and she's like yeah dad it's like a space for free speech and then she looks at him and she says what's important to you and he says keeping the Shabbat is important to me and she says, yeah, I like that. And he says, keep the Shabbat. And she's, keep the Shabbat. And they were standing there for a while, just kind of bringing their voice and saying, keep the Shabbat, lishmor et Shabbat v'mitzvotav, lishmor et Shabbat. And I thought that was incredible. And there is no one around there that's going to devalue that message. Yes, but if people who are for deportation of Eritreans were to join they would be probably beat up or or I don't know what would happen to them, but they wouldn't be able to so join you. So 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 there's Let's be realistic. Okay. So A, there's a, I have a, I take issue with you saying that they would be beat up because we have not It would be expelled. No, no, but that's not I'm sorry. I'm not gonna allow you to do that because you're trying to make some sort of symmetry between the fact that we get beat up and stabbed weekly for being nonviolent and the concept of a right winger coming and getting beat up in our protest. That has not happened. And it and inshallah, I hope, it won't happen. So I, I, I take offense to that symmetry. The okay. other the other part of that is that I think saying deport Eritreans is a racist remark. I think for you to come and say um, something like we want more security in our neighborhoods and asylum seekers who don't get asylum should not be allowed to be left in Israel. I don't agree with that, but I would fight for your right to say it. Amen. No, I'm, I'm on board okay. for that. So what's the difference? Like, because I use the word Eritreans and not asylum seekers? Yeah, because they're not, there's not just Eritreans. A, there are other asylum seekers. Yeah, it's just 90% of them are Eritreans. As of now, so this if, is why I use the word. But I think of course, being I, racist is putting it on a race. If you make of your, course if you make I'm your for issue, every any illegal immigrant 
to be deported, not just the Eritreans. I, I severely disagree with you, but I respect your right to feel that way. Okay, but I don't think I have a place in your demonstrations with such a claim. That's how I feel. But maybe it's just But I me. think free speech needs to go further. I think you need to be comfortable with people saying uh, racist stuff. I don't get the whole insight. I should stuff. be comfortable with people saying racist Not stuff? Not comfortable, but you should, you should fight for their right to say it. Hell no. That's, that's what radical free speech is about. It's saying that it does, like, because that, it gets blurry. You know, I mean, like. I don't think racism is blurry. I think racism is a very clear line that needs to be upheld. That's part people, of my core but, value. But, it doesn't, but, but you don't think it's blurry because you decide where the line is, but someone else might decide it somewhere else. And then we might have a conversation about it, and then they can protest. But you can't have a conversation if you don't allow them to say it. But as I said, as I just said, like, it's okay to come. And if you phrase the message in a non-racist way, I will accept but it. But someone else won't. If it, someone else would say even your non-racist way to, to phrase it is racist and they would be I, angry. I, I'm, I definitely agree that, that that is an option. There are many things in that space that make me angry. Personally, I can tell you that I feel, for example, this is my own personal experience. I, I feel very uncomfortable around the Israeli flag. Israeli flag for me has become very attached to wars and to nationalism and to growing fascism in my country. And for many decades now, it's, I've, heard, I've found it very hard. And I grew up in a very Zionistic household. We used to have the flag out everywhere. And I've been coming for a month to a space where dozens of Israeli flags are everywhere. Does that make me uncomfortable? Yes. Does it mean that I won't come out to say what I need to say? No. That's part of the concept of, and this goes back to your earlier point, which I agreed with, that there are many, many really, really deep and valuable um, conversation points and many things that, that people want to say that at the moment we can't hear each other. There's no discourse, there's no dialogue because of our hate-mongering politicians from all sides. So I want to get back just to that because... We have a few more minutes. Right. Why? You, no, no, you, I was just you going anywhere? No. <laughs> no. We have, it's ah, coming at okay, eight. That's right, that's right. Sorry. Our next mind. guest. Uh, back to back. We're doing back to back. Confusion. Let's do another half hour. Oh my God. You have other guests other than me? Yeah, we're betraying you. Oh my God. I know. Other guests. It's not okay. Um, but actually, so, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. So I'm happy to go on okay, for a so, long Okay, uh, so about that, on that note, um, because earlier you also said it's, I, it's not about, I, we, I don't want Bibi, I don't want guns. And you said like um, that uh, in 2011, the leaders went to politics and now we have no leaders. So there's no one to go to politics. And that's how all and all these things together. That's also a point that disturbs me. To me, the most effective and the only effective way to change things in a democracy is by elections and politics. That that's my you, perspective, you my really, point of view. You really believe in the system? I, I I mean, I believe there is no alternative to the system, and you got to play the game. Okay, I, fair I enough. I completely disagree. But to me, like, and, but this to me, this is why you fail because uh, to make an actual change. And I think that's what Shmuley and Stav Shafir, they understood. And they were And our smart. life is so much better because they're now politicians? Because they're, because they're bad uh, politicians. But, but, but like, if, I mean, if you don't like Gantz and you don't like Bibi and you don't like Lapid and you don't, so bring someone who you like who will do the work. So I'm feeling that you're trying to bring me into your paradigm and as someone who has worked different elections and feel that the system works for him and feels that he has a good life and has been a part of that system, I understand why you buy into that and I respect that. I don't buy into it. I feel that it's a corrupt system in the depth of it. Bibi is very corrupt himself, but the system... Allegedly. Allegedly. There's <laughs> things we know that he's corrupt in. He, okay. he has accepted... Um, bracelets and champagne and cigars for me that's corruption even if the bigger cases of immense corruption don't turn out to be to to don't come into to, to court which they will but put that aside so the system is corrupt there is again and again every time there is a young new force of change comes into action there will be politicians there will be people who the system serves very well, like yourself, my friend. There will be um, old people, much older than us, sitting in TV newsrooms saying, 
What are their demands? We don't understand them. What is your clear cut? What is the political agenda here? I refuse to play that game. I refuse to let people put me in a box by asking me a month into this movement. It's still a young movement. I refuse to try and to, to, to sate these people by giving them easy answers that they can comprehend. Complexity of the world we're living in is so much bigger than that. As we agreed before, the three of us, we don't know what's going to happen in a month. The level of chaos that the world is experiencing at the moment is so disorienting that any level of thinking, we need to change the way the leadership works. We need to change the way but how, politics if works. But by elections? No, but that's, that's a, to me, that's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous route because, the, I mean, the, the human endeavor is to make order out of chaos and we should strive to do that because, I mean, you look 2,000 years ago, there was less order, there was much more chaos, things were shitty, right? Christ was crucified, people were burned on the side of roads. Like, it was not a fun time to live in. Yeah. So I think it's our job as humans, as a human race, to make order out of chaos. And so if you want change, you have to you have to have a direction. Otherwise, we have, we're and, heading and we have into the game. chaos. We have played the game that you despise so much because the, that's the only game there is. This, and I, when you say, and, 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 when, and when you say, uh, I don't play this game, I don't believe in the system, that's, that's when they say anarchism, to me, that's exactly it. That's that's where we got to the anarchists. The anarchists. No, but I'm saying it, it seems to me it is back to the what I was asking is like if you don't have, I ref, if you f refuse have, to be boxed have directions. in, then we have directions. Okay. We have very clear directions. One of the directions is Bibi needs to go home. A corrupt leader with three indictments against him cannot lead us. That's one very clear, very obvious. But address directive. the game issue that you refuse to play. What's your alternative to the system, to so, the game? So one thing that's important to say is that when I say I refuse to play the game, I'm speaking as Maya. My movement, my change doesn't come through party politics, but comes through broader social change happening with shift of consciousness. That does not mean that there aren't other people in this movement that are working towards a party, a party answer. Like, I don't do that, but other people completely are considering how does this translate into a political force. I feel that the game is so rigged and so crooked and corrupt that it really doesn't matter. And point, my point in this conversation is always, I feel Barack Obama was quite a good dude. I feel that he was legitimately, his heart was in the right place. He was president for eight years. Did the situation of black African-Americans improved? No. No, it worsened. I feel that... So he failed. I don't he think... Failed. I think I think that you trying to minimize and saying that 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 it's his fault or that it, that's a bad politician or that is a bad strategy, I feel that that's not acknowledging the bigger picture that the game is rigged. The system is corrupt. It's ruled by okay, but money again, and what, power. What other system do you have? What other game there is? Okay. So... I'll repeat again that there are other people that are working towards finding political party political um, outlets to this protest movement. Um, I don't want to devalue that in any way. And the second thing I'll say about that is that I don't feel comfortable creating a list of demands or being very, very specific about what the outcome needs to be while this movement is still forming in the sense that I do feel that ultra-Orthodox needs and demands need to be a part of this platform as do the 20% of Arabs living in this country that suffer immense racism and aren't legitimate in many, many public spaces, as the Ethiopians and as others. And while this movement is coming together and while these things are being built, I feel that trying to push forward what's it going to look like is, is just a demand I'm not willing to, to work with. And I understand that that's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, we're going in circles. Like, uh, we reached a dead end. Let me, let me give you some, some pieces of hope that I see, okay. okay? Some of the things, the really beautiful, hopeful things that I see is A, people speaking. We are having this conversation. We have never had this conversation. So this discourse makes me think about things differently, and maybe you guys as well. And this is the kind of political conversations that haven't been happening in our country for a very long time, in, 
in my feeling. That's one. The second is different communities that are coming together to speak about what they need. It gives space for many, many things to come out and then communications and different things and civil society can be formed. For me, the infrastructure of civil society is the answer. Not waiting for our leaders, for the right hero to come out, but to be the people we have been waiting for. This is truly what I believe in. We are the people and my work as a facilitator, my work in the art of hosting, in participatory leadership, is all about this. It's how do we self-organize? How do we work with collective intelligence? That's why the voices and the diversity needs to come in. Other pieces of hope are situations, beautiful situations on the street, where my friend last night got arrested, and then in the police station, the officer, when he was off record, said to him, dude, thank you so much for what you're doing. Like, my brother just lost his business and we fully support my wife and child go to the protest. So, like, right on. And these little points of coming together and the fact that we are decentralized, there are no stages. Again, tell me one time where there have been 30,000 people on the streets without party politics and without a main stage and speakers to come see a, a, a band play or something like this. And then the last but most beautiful thing for me is just seeing people bring out their signs, bring themselves, and dare to hope. I personally, and many people that I know, truly have not dared to hope that this place can change in a very long while. And that's what we're saying. We're ready to wake. Okay. I hope that um, we see a brighter future. I think we can agree Inshallah. on that. We should always fight to find common ground. So I think that we can agree on. I'm not sure we agree on and the pizza direction. Is pizza is tasty. Can pizza is tasty. Definitely. Okay. Pizza is yeah. yummy. Yeah, but it, my stomach wouldn't agree. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so so I really, I do hope we see a brighter future. And uh, whatever the way is that, you know, the outcome is good. I hope so too. I, I don't think that it's going to be easier soon. I think that it's going to get much worse before it gets any better. I think that the waves of poverty and violence that are coming upon us are going to be painful. We're going to lose a lot of people in many different ways, if it's for illness or for violence on the street. I'm 37. I've never been scared to walk to my car from the public square. Friends walk me from each protest to my car because I'm scared of being attacked, because people are being attacked on the streets. Situation is deteriorating, you guys. Yeah, the violence is um, just unacceptable. I mean, and I don't mean to make any uh, comparisons or uh, uh, equi uh, equivocations or whatever, but I mean, whatever side it's on, it's uh, uh, right against left, left against right, wherever there's violence, it obviously, obviously needs to be. And I even, I even concede that maybe there's more violence from the right to the left. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, I really don't. I'm not uh, I'm not uh, informed enough to say it, but, but it seems like uh, with the stabbing and the attacks that were in Tel Aviv after the demonstration in front and of in Jerusalem, Amir Ohana, right? And in yeah, so it seems, all it over seems the like, like, like the violence really is uh, targeting these protests. And it's absolutely uh, unacceptable, and I think that that's clear to anybody who has their head on right that violence is no uh, is no answer. When yeah. people call us anti-Zionist anarchists, it makes me smile sometimes because a lot of our protests and or when it gets difficult and when we get beat up by cops or when we get hosed in a very severe way or when you know mobs of football hooligans run us down in the street. We sing Gesher Tzar Meod. And uh, one of the verse or the chorus is Vehaikar, Vehaikar, lo lefachid klal. And what's the main thing that's important is not to have fear at all. And this is the difference that we're seeing. The movement that I'm part of, the pink bandanas of Israel that have risen in the past month are fierce, loving, open, and fierce. When we were stabbed in the street, the um, protest numbers doubled themselves. We're not scared. We're in this for the long haul. 
We want change. We want peaceful, good change. We want intelligent, good people like yourselves with us in order to create change that's relevant for not just the base or whatever political imaginary line runs between us. That's an invitation, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Um, before we go, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also, yes. also israelnationalnews.com. Rutsheva, we have a collaboration with them. Check them out. israelnationalnews.com. And? And Australian Jewish News, ajn.timesofisrael.com. Highly recommended. Yes. Also, we accept donations, so please help us out. Go to twinjubi.com slash donate and donate, please. Please, please. And that is it. <laughs> and Thank you can you. also go to my website. Yes, yes, It's yes, yes. That's M-A-Y-A-R-I-M-E-R.com. I'm a facilitator, and I do all types of things online as well. So Guys, organizations. Reach out. We'll, we'll add the link also on the post. And, reach and also out via to Zoom, I guess you can yeah, operate. Yeah, do a lot of work through Zoom so and through other platforms. Relevant for yeah. Americans Now, Nowadays, well. anything can be done from anywhere. Away. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Guys.